You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. started with a three-minute meditation, and I was new to program, and uh, I was like, meditate, oh God, like who's got time to sit and meditate for 20 minutes, and um, and the meeting helped me see, like, I could meditate for three minutes, and gradually over the years, I just added a minute at a time, and now I meditate for 15 to 20 minutes a day in the morning, and that's step 11, but, uh, but um, it is a way for me to do step 12, which is really to stay connected with my higher power. So uh, just a few uh, background things. I'll send some photos around. And I'd like to bring out this one pair of uh, pants I have, shorts from when I was at my top weight. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, those were comfortable. And it's good for me to remember. Like some days I still feel fat, and it's good for me to remember. I'm not in that size today. Um, so I came into program in 2002. And... Um, uh, and I had been compulsively eating most of my life. Food was the solution. And it's been very much, you know, that's how my family deals, deals with anything is to eat. Um, whenever I feel like maybe I'm normal, I just need to look at my family and realize, no, I'm not. I come from a long line of compulsive eaters. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I, uh, like, my favorite way to eat would, uh, you know, I wasn't a binger. I wasn't a purger. When I was in high school, I heard about um, anorexia and bulimia. Those were just starting to get, um, people were just starting to get awareness of those. And I was like, well, I don't do those things with food, so I guess I don't have a problem. Um, and uh, I would grad- gladly eat all day, just like a you know, handful of this, a bite of that. Like never really feeling hungry, never really feeling full. <coughs> that, 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 is, um, that would be lovely in my mind, you know, just snacking. And, oh, there's food. I put it in my mouth, you know. So, uh, you know, while, while OA is a um, spiritual program, uh, I've also learned some really good, good healthy eating habits, which I didn't have, like what are the food groups, you know, and how much to eat of each food group, and um, that there is space in between meals. And I thought I would die originally, you know, initially <laughs> with the space between meals. And um, a program friend of mine often says, nobody died, be- died of hunger between dinner and breakfast. Um, you know, I've, I've learned to feel some hunger, um, and I've also learned that um, there's a different feeling, though it feels very similar as hunger and anxiety. I'm an anxious person, um, so there's I learned that like just because I'm feeling anxious does not mean I'm hungry. I've learned that sometimes when I feel hungry, I'm actually thirsty. So, um, so the, uh, things like that. So I've learned I've learned a lot in program about uh, pass this one about. Um, healthy behaviors, um, and, uh, and then my weight, I, I released it gradually. So, and I, you know, we all want to have just the weight gone, right? But uh, I'm very grateful that I released it gradually because I got to get to know my new life and my new body um, over time versus just this kind of, you know, 
culture shock of uh, what's going on, who am I? Um, yeah, so I've done the steps many, many times. I'm doing, I'm on steps six and seven right now. I've done it all sorts of ways. Um, and I'm currently very um, engaged with the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I call into a, a, a OA meeting uh, that's every day is a big book study uh, where we, we study the big book a, a paragraph at a time. And I can tell you more about that meeting afterwards if you like, but I feel like I've learned a lot. And then uh, to prepare for today, I read the AA 12 and 12, um, and uh, step 12. So just a couple things about step 12, which is, um, does anyone have the uh, steps? I'm going to write. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry, this message. carry the message to other compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. And so when you really look at it, it's three. there's three steps. One is we have a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. That tells me that the whole point of working the 12 steps is to have a spiritual awakening. And then two is that um, we try to carry the message to others. And I was wondering, like, why do they have to try? You know, and just like Yoda says, do not try, don't, do not try, do, do. Anyway, try to carry the message to others. So that's um, carrying the message and then practicing the principles in all our, our affairs, which tells me it's like yeah, having a spiritual life. So um, from that chapter in a, a 12 and 12, it also says that the theme is the joy of living. And um, the, the theme of the 12th step is joy of living. And I can tell you, I can be eating abstinently and working my program and be pretty miserable. So sometimes when I'm not, you know, when I am feeling miserable, I need to say, hey, what's going on? If I'm not having a joy of living, if I'm not happy, joyous, and free, like what's, you know, I might be doing my program, but I'm not really, uh, you know, living it. And then action is the key word. So, um, one of the things, um, so so I'm just going to stay on the spiritual awakening. So one is that um, I, I was sharing at a meeting, I was speaking at a meeting on Saturday, and one of the OA fellows was like, oh, you're so inspiring. And it's like, it's not inspiration, it's action, you know. I don't, uh, I don't have any more power than you do over food. And, you know, it's, it's really about admitting that I'm powerless. That's the key. And then I, I work my program every day. So I go to meetings every week, live and phone meetings. I call my sponsor every day, no matter what, no matter where I am, unless I'm outside of a digital signal. I send my food over every day, no matter what, unless I don't have a digital signal. And if I don't have a digital signal, then I write it down and I take a photo of it when I do and text that to her. So um, I make outreach calls. And um, that kind of goes over into um, carrying the message. Um, but I make outreach calls, and it's important uh, because I, um, I'm, I can very much feel like I'm alone. I'm the only one dealing with this. So I make outreach calls to remember I'm not alone, to remember I'm part of a fellowship, and also to carry the message. And the big book says, like, service, you know, we, our constant thought of others is key to us um, recovering. So I, I feel, uh, you know, so I've been in program um, 17 years, and I think the longer I'm in program, you know, there's things that's like, hey, wait a second, what's going on? And I do feel that over probably the last five years, phone calls have decreased dramatically. Um, I used to get a lot more phone calls. And, um, and to me, a text just doesn't quite cut it, you know? I don't hear the person's voice. I don't hear their emotions, you know? I get a lot of how you doing texts, like, 
this is like this question now I'm burdened with like a response you know um anyway I you know I definitely have resentments that I can uh, do a 10 step on <laughs> because um you know I just feel like in general people don't pick up the phone as much and our constant thought of others is critical to our recovery and you know there's a lot of people working program who do not make outreach calls um sometimes people call me back if I call but I rarely get calls these days so um i will happily receive your calls this week um so you know that's that's the, the program says you know it's not we don't we don't just call if we want we that's that's part of our recovery and um you know the um uh, having a spiritual awakening is um being able to do feel and believe what we couldn't um with that unaided strength and resources alone Um and a few years ago I I um you know part of being a service you know I think okay I got to do a program call but it's not just program we can call anyone in need so I started calling my mom regularly and um thinking okay which can be one of my not one of my program calls but a service call and just to listen not to have an agenda just to listen hear how she's doing and everything and um and that simple action of calling her you know i kind of average about every other day and she lived near me it's not like you know, she's far away but that that simple action of just calling to check in on her and to kind of ask how she's doing transformed our relationship and you know i'm by no means perfect because i work a program but that relationship really um blossomed because of program it is miraculous she started saying calling things like calling me sweetheart and uh you know I have this very strong inner critic which is my mother's voice and uh, she would start to start telling me oh don't work so hard be nice to yourself I'm like who who is this person um and I knew that you know I had resolved a lot of issues with my mom that my had three sisters that they had not so I'm very grateful that um program gave me that opportunity and then um uh, just a few months ago she passed away and it's just like uh you know I'm very sad and I'm the executor which is unbelievably difficult um and I feel like you know my my I, my side of the street is clean you know like I I I was in a great relationship with my mom and you know and I get to now I get to feel all my feelings which is you know as we know is hard so you know those are things where I can look at spiritual awakening is um I can look at my relationship with my mom um and then you know i take that that daily action and um and then i talked about you know um uh, reaching out to others i'm not one to like tell everybody oh i'm a program and i've had friends ask me like oh what do you do and i've invited them to come to a meeting friends and family and um and and i have several have joined me at a meeting and then that never went anywhere and so i really look at my program as my business and um so i'm not out there 12 stepping everybody but i'm here if people uh, want to talk about it uh, most people just want a quick fix and not a spiritual solution um and then practicing these um uh, principles in all our affairs so that's uh, i have a note about being love and love and tolerance and um being of service is freely receiving freely giving in and out of the rooms excuse me so um uh, uh i'm just going to read some of my notes from that that chapter uh when we place spiritual growth first then and only then do we have a real chance um and you know practicing these principles in all our affairs so things like i do my best to make amends um when um when i need to and also ideally think about 
what I'm doing and try not to have to need, need to make amends in the first place. Um, and I've also, uh, one thing I've really learned is that I do a 10-step whenever I'm disturbed. So it's very quick and easy. Um, I do a 10-step, and then, um, and then if I, um, if I um, um, uh, help to resolve feeling disturbed, then I will find ease and comfort through the steps versus through food. I'm not seeking ease and comfort through food. And um, so the 10 steps have been really uh, helpful for me to be like, oh, I'm disturbed. And, you know, I used to like not know I was disturbed and then it would kind of start to build up. And then like maybe two, three, two or three days later, I might be in the food. But um, and I'm like, where'd that come from? So now I can just go, oh, um, am I resenting something? Well, resentment just means am I feeling this thing over and over? So if I find myself thinking about something that um, is disturbing me over and over, then it's time to do a 10 step. And um, I've learned lots of ways to do a 10 step. And uh, the quick and easiest way is what the big book says, which I just look at um, what's the impact. So as I say, and I'll just do a 10 step right now for, uh, for something that's disturbing me. Um, so I resent my work. I'm self-employed um, because I'm tired and I'm not seeing the, um, you know, the, um, I'm not as successful as I'd like to be. And this impacts my ambitions of how successful I'd like to be. It impacts my personal sex relations, for sure, because, you know, I show, I can't show up in the way I'd like to. It impacts my um, security and self-esteem. And my part is that I'm filled with fear that, you know, I don't know how to run my own business. And I'm dishonest because I probably am doing better than I think I am. And I'm mostly I'm self-reliant and, um, and you know, self-seeking. I want it to be the way I want it to be. So God, please, and then I ask God to relieve me of my... Uh, Defects, which is fear, dishonesty, self-seeking, self-reliance. God, please relieve me of my fear, my dishonesty, my self-seeking, and my self-reliance. I replace them with what you would have me be. And it's just like, well, just have fun, relax, take it easy, and let God run the show. And that's an area I really feel like I need to be practicing the principles in all my affairs, in my work, because I feel like um, I've kind of had a death grip on it, and um, I'm, I'm exhausted. So, and if I need to, I'll work all 12 steps around that, um, which I have found to be very helpful. Uh, a, lot, a couple years ago, I think, I worked all 12 steps around my weight, because even though I've been in program a long time and the food was down, I was still had a death grip around my weight. Like, it's up to me to get to lose that, you know, because if I go up one pound, I'm, I get pretty uh, anxious. Um, it, you know, I felt like it was up to me to manage my weight. I couldn't really trust my higher power with that. So I worked all 12 steps on that, and... The, the body obsession just really, really, really was relieved dramatically. So um, it might be time to work the 12 steps on my, my business because I'm pretty self-reliant there. Um, and so it, uh, that chapter talks about tr uh, moving from self-reliance to God-reliance in all matters. And that chapter finishes with this sentence that true ambition is the deep desire to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of God. And like, wow, that's pretty powerful. You know, true ambition is not money, fame, fortune. It's to um, the desire, the deep desire to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of God. So that's what I can strive for today. And, you know, I'm trying to be about, you know, I need, I need enough money to live for sure. And I'm not going to be a bag lady just yet. <laughs> but, um, you know, really looking at um, being of service. Hey, God, you know, I'm praying for God to bring me the companies that I 
can you know be of service to. Uh, so really turning that over, and I you know my nature is like oh it's 2020, it's a new year, it's a new decade. Okay, I'm going to write my goals out. I'm going to be here by then, and I'm kind of like you know it's time just to let God run the show. Um, excuse me. You know, God, like, hey, I'm just going to show up and do the next right thing, you know. Tell me what to do today. Um, and the, the, um, the in, 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 how many minutes do I have? One. And, <laughs> um, in program, there's a lot of focus on the food and the food plan and, um, and then, but there's also, the, you know, the, the true, my true illness my true disease is that I'm restless, irritable, and discontent, and that's why the food is a solution. And so um, the, that chapter talks about most addicts are childish, emotionally sensitive, and grandiose. <laughs> and none of us want it. No, I'm not, no, I'm not. And it also says um, at heart we're abnormally fearful, and I am a very anxious person. Um, so, you know, if I can, um, you know, really focus on that, Humility, the love, the service, the trust, the acceptance, um, you know, then I can, I would be more at peace. Um, and, uh, you know, my husband's been sick for a couple of weeks and I didn't feel well for a couple of days and I get like anxious. Oh no, we're not as close as we usually are. You know, mm-hmm. trusting that we are. It's just, a, you know, this is just a blip and versus our relationships falling apart. So I would like to invite my higher power in, um, in more. And, uh, you know, there's, there's times where I can say, okay, I've turned food over to my higher power. Um, you know, now it's what else? Whenever I'm saying, if only my husband would behave a certain way, if only I could make a little more money, if only I had another client, those are areas where I'm still self-reliant or dependent on something behind, besides my higher power. So I'm still uh, uh, looking for ways to be dependent on God, to be God, God-reliant and to practice his principles in all my affairs. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula, we'd like to invite you to our Overeaters Anonymous Region 2 Convention held in Oakland, California, July 10th, 11th, and 12th of 2020. For further information, please visit oar2.org. Thank you.